and thank you for listening to Talk 30. This is Sean F. Smith, and it's unfortunate that I have to discuss another topic that is politically charged and that is very controversial. But when news like this comes out, hot topics like this, I cannot avoid them. I must bring them to the stage. I must talk about them. So when I heard that the Southern Baptist Convention released over 200 pages of alleges of sexual harassment or assault and so many, so many other victims our children, our teens, our children. What in the world is going on in this country that we cannot protect our children at school or at church? So 700 charges or alleged charges And I know that some of those are repeat offenders or the offender had multiple offenses, so it's not 700 people, but it potentially could be 700 kids. And I want to mention that I'm not condemning Christianity, but it does bring back all the history and all the stories of what also happened in the Catholic Church many years ago. And I do have to clarify that Catholicism is a form of Christianity. And when these type of stories come out, it is appalling, it is disgusting. And I can't believe that we allow it to happen. And when it does happen, I can't believe that people who... did these things, these horrible things to children and teens or women are ever allowed to work around people again. And I can't believe that a lot of times when they're convicted is three or five years or something much shorter than it should be or much shorter than they deserve. And I understand there's 40,000 or more different denominations of Christianity. I mean, it's a humongous religion around the world and they have a very strong and powerful social cultural and political influence but I want to attack the fundamentalism of this Christianity because in my opinion in my opinion it cannot be reformed I mean, the theology of these religions seems to me is set up to silence innocent victims and harbor abusers. But I want to ask, why? How are we letting this happen to our children? How is a church able to teach 
so-called purity, before consent, before teaching a child what consent means. How can a church teach that all sins are equal in the eyes of God? Stop it. Stop. Assaulting a child or a teen is no worse than adultery, you're telling me? That is completely and utterly disgusting and ludicrous. I read and I could not believe it, so I had to do further research and watch videos to find out. Just recently, in an Indiana church, there was an actual pastor who spoke to his congregation from the stage as he does every week. And he confessed that 20 years ago, he had an affair with another woman. His congregation, the congregation, applauded his confession. The story does not end there. The abused individual spoke her truth on that same stage right after that. And she told the same congregation that she was groomed and abused at a very young age, 15 and 16 years old. When she was done speaking her truth, letting all that trauma out in front of that entire congregation, the pastor confirmed it. He said that she was telling the truth. You would think that that congregation would be outraged and they would leave that church and they would be appalled, as appalled as I am right now. Nope. Nope. The congregation supported and prayed for that pastor after this all went down. Rather than supporting and praying for the then teenage girl who is now a grown adult, admitting her trauma to all of them. That is disgusting to me. So disgusting. And I've never been a religious person, but I would never consider myself an atheist. I would have to say that I'm a pagan. But these type of things are completely disgusting to me. And I just cannot believe that the Southern Baptist Church, um, they speak very similarly in the terms of the Catholic Church did those years ago and how you know, they hold that each individual church to take care of um, complaints um, of abuses or whatever else. And the Catholic Church has paid out billions of dollars, billions of dollars um, of lawsuits. And there's been sexual abuse all over the world with the Catholic Church. And... 
Um, but if I'm focusing just on the United States, um, there are cities across the country, including Chicago, Honolulu, Boston, multiple cities in California, including Orange County, Los Angeles, um, Eureka, and even Palm Beach, and I'm sure there's others. Um, there's also other cities across the U.S. in Philadelphia and even Portland, Oregon, um, or those dioceses um, across the nation have had charges and scandals. Uh, it's a very serious problem. Um, there's been anywhere from like 1% or about 5,000 of the 410,000 Roman Catholic priests worldwide that have been involved in these abuses. And anywhere from about 80% of the reported cases of sexual abuse have been on minors. That's just since 2002. There's charges that go back to, or accusations that go back to like the 1930s. Um, it's insane to me that it went on for so long with it not being reported. And I'll go back to that the fundamentalism and the theology of these religious religions, pardon me, they silence victims and they harbor abusers. Most of sexual abuse never gets reported anyways. Um, so for all of this to come out, um, in Pennsylvania alone, in 2018, the grand jury issued 884 pages stating that there were over 1,000 children that were victims to sexual abuse by more than 300 priests. It's unbelievable to me. And the actions of the church, I mean, historically, they, like I said before, they, they tried to address the sexual abuse in, as an internal manner. Um, and it's usually on the leaders of that individual church to take care of these issues. And a lot of times the abusers would just move to other locations or allowed to leave the country even. So instead of turning these individuals in for these crimes, or at least getting them investigated, they were just reassigned. Instead of permanently being removed from their priesthood, being kicked out of the church, they transferred them elsewhere. And I understand there's probably some mental health issues involved with some of these uh, priests or other clergy individuals that chose to sexually abuse our children in this country. But the way that the church handled it It's almost like they're 
a criminal entity, like for all these years, um, to not take care of the issue of what's happening in their church. Instead, they try to avoid it, ignore it, cover it up, transfer individuals around for very, very inappropriate contact or rape or, you know, things that are reported to them. These pedophiles in their church actively working and they're going to continue to let them work there. There were some statistics that came out with these abuses and of the abused unbelievably with the Catholic Church 81% were male only 19% were female they're saying around 20 to 22% were younger than 11 years old and half of them were between 11 and 14 and the number skewed a little bit, it goes to around 25 to 27% between 15 and 17 years old. It's completely um, unbelievable to me for that to go on for so, <clears throat> so many years, essentially raping these children, our children. And a lot of the clergy that were accused, rather than being put under investigation, they were allowed to leave the country and the Catholic Church transferred more than 50 credibly accused clergy to other countries after sexual abuse accusations came up about them. It's almost like the church was a criminal syndicate. Failure to report abuse to police. How could you fail to report abuse to our children to police? It boggles my mind. So now we're getting this issue and I'm sorry, I spent so much time on the Catholic Church, but it really pissed me off when this stuff came out about the Southern Baptist Convention and potentially up to 700 charges. It just brought everything back to me with the Catholic Church. And in addition to that, with all these shootings that have been happening in the schools and all of these innocent children, children of our country's future, innocently, brutally being murdered, and then in churches, they're being sexually abused. It just boggles my mind that how can we, in this great country, allow 
children to not be safe at school and not be safe at church. Where are they safe? I will ask again, where are our children safe? We need to be better as a country, as a community. You know, there used to be that saying uh, when we were kids that it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child. Where is our child safe? Where are our children safe if they're not safe at church and they're not safe at school? And sometimes they're not even safe at home. If they may have someone in their family that is abusive to them as well, potentially. We need to wake up and smell the coffee because this angers me, this upsets me, this is just deplorable. It's disgusting. I, I don't even know where to go with this because if our children are not safe at school or at church, where are they safe? I'm guessing the trend will be more and more that children will be homeschooled. Children will be homeschooled. Um, and that's if they're safe at home as well. So I really hate to, you know, always be covering these politically charged or this specific, you know, uh, charge religiously. Um, but I just feel like if I'm going to be on the stage, I better talk about these important issues. And these churches are wrong for this. And they need to take responsibility. And, and I do know and I realize that the Catholic Church has paid out billions in lawsuits but money doesn't pay for trauma. Money doesn't pay for these children's lives who, I'm not gonna say they're ruined, but the trauma, sexual trauma specifically, for young individuals to have to go through that will potentially affect every relationship they ever have for the rest of their life. They may not trust another person to be around them for the rest of their life. They may not feel safe around others for the rest of their life. They may not want to go to church. They may not want to go to school. They may not want to go out in public. They may not want to be around individuals that may be in power or be in a situation that puts themselves in an uncomfortable environment where they don't feel like they have, they have control of what's going to happen next. And to be in a long-term relationship 
for someone that's had some sexual trauma or sexual abuse at a very young age, it's highly likely that this will affect every relationship they have in the future. And billions of dollars doesn't help pay for that. I mean, it's going to help pay for treatment that they need. I mean, it's going to take care of their families. Um, I don't know specific dollar amounts that have gone out, but it's not like the church or churches have gone bankrupt. I know that some of the dioceses have filed bankruptcy or uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization um, because they've had to pay out so much money. You know, some verdicts were in the amount of like 8.1 million and such, and there's others between 50 and 100 million, um, you know, throughout the country. And I'm sure some of their insurance covered that as well, but when we're talking millions and billions of dollars that have been paid out throughout the country for the Catholic Church, um, they might be getting close to going broke. And maybe they should. Which brings up another point for me. Um, I've always been supportive of churches being nonprofit organizations. Um, that's in the past for me. Um, I was very supportive of that because I worked in the field of social services uh, for nearly 10 years and I, I recognized the, the need for churches, uh, how much churches gave to their communities and, and gave to uh, homeless individuals or others that needed it. And um, I thought it was very important for churches to be able to maintain some sort of non-profit status so that they can continue to support individuals who need it or programs that need it or agencies that provide services, um, human services, social services, and that the churches can, can help with that. But... I also have recognized that a lot of churches, you know, take, I guess we call it donations from their attendant, their attendees, uh, rather, people that attend their church. Um, I know there are some churches that ask or require you to donate like 10% of your earnings. It's kind of a tithing, sort of tithing in uh, quite a few churches or, you know, we've all been to church. I don't want to say all, but, you know, most of us or we've known someone that's gone to church and they, they pass the basket around and people put cash in it or envelopes with a check or whatever, what have you. And, and the church collects that every week. And a lot of churches have multiple services. Um, on Sundays, some of them have them throughout the week. And uh, so they collect all that, and that all goes to the church. Well, as we know, churches being nonprofit 
entities that they do not have to pay federal or state taxes for that matter. I think the times are changing. I think it's time for churches to pay taxes. And I'm not just saying that because of these sexual abuse allegations and charges that have come up through the Southern Baptist churches and the Catholic churches uh, throughout this country. I'm saying it because, hey, if you have to pay taxes, if I have to pay taxes, if all of us hardworking American individuals need to pay taxes, so does the church. They make millions hand over fist every single year. And if they are not paying any taxes, that tax money could not only help regionally, statewide, and federally, they need to be paying taxes. I believe it's something that should be enforced. That's something that should happen. Churches make a lot of money. And I know I've seen pastors driving Mercedes. I've seen pastors living in really nice homes. And I'm sure there's some of those Southern Baptist pastors driving Mercedes, living in two-story with a wraparound porch and four and a half acres around their property. I'm sure. But I'm sure there's pastors around this United States that are doing the same thing, not just the Southern Baptist churches. They need to pay taxes. They do. Those millions of dollars that they make every single year those churches were paying taxes. Um, I think it would help the economy. It would help our country. It would help us um, locally, regionally, and statewide, wherever these churches are. Because if there are 40,000 different denominations just in Christianity alone, or Christian churches rather, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So, with that being said, I will stop attacking the churches for today. Um, again, I will say that I, I'm not an atheist, and if I have to label myself today, I will say pagan. And I would also like to add that, you know, I will and always will be pro-choice. I've said this on prior shows and if you're a Christian I'm fine with that if you want to preach Christianity I'm fine with that if you want to swing a Bible I'm fine with that just don't come swinging it at me um, so I do occasionally attend church on certain holidays and um, I may or may not attend again and um, 
but again, I'm pro-choice, and I always will be. And uh, I do want to say God bless America. I do want to say thank you for listening to Talk 30. Uh, you can also hear me on the Frills Daily Show um, here on Anchor and also on Spotify. Uh, the Frills Daily Show is also on iHeartRadio as well as some other uh, Apple podcasts. Um, you can find the Frills Daily Show also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So please give us a follow, give us a like, comment. And um, this is Talk 30 right here, right now, with Sean F. Smith. I would really like to thank you for listening. I would also like to give a shout out to DE dash creations.com uh, Joe will be more than happy to help you with your merch if there's any merch that you would like um, anything from a banner to a flag to bedding to pillowcases hats shirts or if you're starting a podcast yourself or another small business and you need a logo Joe can also help you with your logo needs, but definitely with your merchandise needs, go to his website, uh, which is Daily Enterprises. That is de-creations.com. Thanks again for listening here on Talk 30. This is Sean F. Smith. Have a good night. God bless America. I believe in my heart, in my soul, that we need to be kind and share love as much as possible. I love you, and I hope you keep listening. Please tell all of your family members and your friends that you love them on a daily basis. Tomorrow is not promised, and it never will be. Peace out.